0: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. As you're out there on the sidewalk doing ministry, you're going to deal with criticism from all kinds of angles. We're going to talk today about how to deal with that criticism. Stay with us. Lord. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, we're going to try to get right into our subject, a subject that really sprung out of some conversations that you, Vicki, had with some of our local volunteers right. here, as a lot of these podcasts do. These are right. situations that we face. People will reach out to us via email and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and put questions out there. But most of it's kind of like day-to-day ministering. And encouraging our local volunteers, seeing the stuff that they struggle with, especially the relational stuff, how to fight discouragement. We've done podcasts about that and Mm -hmm. podcasts about just other subjects along these lines, kind of relational stuff. Yeah. Um, And this is is, is no different than one of those subjects. This is how to deal with criticism. Right. And it's going to come, if it hasn't already come, uh, to you guys that are listening, whether you, again, be local volunteers with us or – Missionaries around the country, around the world, or just people get involved in sidewalk ministry. Uh, people are going to criticize what you do. Right. There's a lot of context in which they might criticize you. There's, a, <laughs> I mean, we got social media, all kinds of social media platforms. We've got obviously personal relationships with people, where there's a context where they can criticize us. Your relationship with people at church. Uh, so people can criticize you. They got all kinds of methods to criticize you in this. That's day and age. right, <laughs> and criticism can can be certainly discouraging. And I think it is one of the reasons why some folks stop coming to the sidewalk.
1: Right. and And it was two counselors in one week that came to me and said, how are you out there for all these years that many times a week and deal with the criticism? Yeah. Specific question on how I dealt with that. And I thought, you know, Uh, We discussed a little bit right before we started this that we don't really feel like we care much about criticism anymore out on the sidewalk. But I think I did more when I was less secure that I knew what I was doing or that it was effective and also just knew when I was new.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in our walk with the Lord, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's criticisms that come down the pipeline. I am... I'm a Pentecostal believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might be surprised at that, but I believe in the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. Now I'm not like in kind of the weird vein. Maybe I am probably to some of you people. To I mean, some people I mean, you just are saying yes. that I'm Pentecostal is weird, but um, I've gotten criticism because I was saved in a Baptist church and I love Baptist people. I was, man, I, I, one of my, well, my accountability uh, guy who I meet with on a monthly basis is a Baptist preacher. Awesome man of God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't have any problem with that. But I have gotten criticism from people um, in my past, also criticism from people even now of my beliefs in the gifts of the Spirit or things like that, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so I I think criticism, I say all that to say, is a a common theme no matter what uh, realm of, of Christian ministry, walk with the Lord, whatever
1: Life. Yeah, I mean, life you general. you are going to get criticized whether yeah. you're in ministry or not. And learning to deal well with criticism yeah. is important.
0: And even as an unbeliever, mm-hmm. criticism is a part of life. Yeah. You're dealing with people in a fallen world. You're a fallen person yourself. We see, as Paul says, we see in a glass dimly, like we don't see everything perfectly and right. and. Unfortunately, there are some people that think they do see everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And those are mm-hmm. a lot of times the people that are very critical. But also we have to acknowledge that um, criticism being a normal part of life, sometimes criticism is necessary. Like we need what they might call constructive criticism. If, right. if we're never open to any kind of criticism at all, that speaks more about us than it does about the people that are critiquing us. Right. Yeah. Like we need to be open and at least hear out. I think if people criticize you for your ministry on the sidewalk, at least hear it out. But I think we'll get into more of this in depth. Criticism and people's opinion of you can't be what defines you. Right. You've got to be defined by what God says. Yeah. Right?
1: And and like you said, you're going to face criticism uh, from all parts of life, not not just in ministry, but in, in a, this kind of ministry. And the very strong feelings of the opposition, the so-called pro-choice people versus the pro-life people, uh, the criticism is sometimes very yeah, very significant, yeah absolutely. and harsh, yeah and I think you were the one that I first heard say this, and I thought it was so true that there's it, it starts off at um, really at an attempt to discourage. Yeah. And and you said I you said to someone when that is ineffective, when they're not able to discourage, then the criticism moves into intimidation. Right. And that really stuck with me because that is true. Yeah. Um it can escalate and the, definitely the criticism that has turned into intimidation is is much harder yeah. to to deal with out on the sidewalk. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, and all of that's designed, especially like you said, from the quote pro-choice people, right. which we know are pro-abortion people. Right. All of that criticism and all of these, really, it's accusations that are thrown at us mm-hmm. is designed to discourage us. Right. And if you talk about the word discouragement, I like to explain it in in the terms of courage. Right. That's that's the root word of discourage is courage, and to discourage someone is to knock the courage out of you. Right.
1: I have never. <laughs> thought of that
0: never thought of that well that is
1: really good Yeah, they want to discourage they want to take the courage out
0: of you and uh the devil uses criticism to get the courage out of us right and so as kind of a side note to all Mm -hmm. of you guys that are involved in ministry we've got to be intentional with each other with people that we're ministering alongside to do the best we can to encourage right right? because we get it from the pro-abortion people this discouragement this Uh, criticism, you're this, you're that, you're not this, you're not that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You could do this better. You could do that better. We get all of that um, from the pro-choice people. But as you have in this article that we're kind of using as our format here, Mm -hmm. uh, the most difficult criticism to deal with is not from the pro-choice people because we recognize the spirit that they're of. Right. It's really from other Christians yeah, and that does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked a little bit about kind of my, my background and some of the criticism I've gotten in my walk with God and, you know, the, the, the Pentecostal uh, angle, I guess that, that I feel like is in the word of God that, yeah. you know, I've gotten criticism for that and for alignment with the craziness of Pentecostals or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that's been pretty discouraging from people because you know, a lot of times criticism from other believers comes from from really just ignorance or heard it from somebody that heard it from somebody. And as it pertains to sidewalk ministry, a lot of the criticisms that I've heard from other believers really are almost, almost parroting like uh, – pro-choice people sometimes they do
1: ask the same things they they why don't you feel that there is a better way to reach these women i hear that all the time don't you shouldn't you be at pregnancy resource centers or or you know or showing with your life as opposed to with your words yeah what what and sometimes you're like
0: did these people just talk to these pro-aborts and get their criticisms and their ideas about criticism and how they could critique us from the pro-abortion people? And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put those people in the same camps together, but I do know that a lot of times the criticisms that come down the pipeline come from worldly sources and people heard it from somebody, you know, right, you're out there yelling at women and, and right. harassing and yes. shaming people and all of yeah. that. yeah. And when I have a believer accuse me of that, somebody that I know that loves Jesus, I'll ask them the question: Have you ever been out there on the sidewalk?
1: And invariably, have you ever stood no. next to one of yeah. our counselors. Yeah. Because if
0: you have, promise you, all the stuff that you're saying is is really as accusations as criticisms. You're going to see are just just false. So right. come out. That's always my encouragement. Right. Come out. Stand with one of our teams now. It may be that they've been out to an abortion center. And they've seen you know other people doing it some way or whatever. Um, but I promise you, if you come out and stand with some of our counselors out here, you're going to see a a, I believe, consistent biblical, um, really, ministry on the sidewalk that's consistent with the scripture, not just harassing people or, you know, whatever, condemning and all that other stuff. You're going to see a biblically consistent ministry and a lot of your criticisms are gonna be shown as false, actually. Yeah.
1: Now sometimes I have had people come down to um to talk with me when they've been listening for a while. Yeah. And they come and say, I'm a Christian. I I wanna start with that. I, I I'm pro life and yeah. I'm a Christian, but this is I I hate what you're doing. Yeah. And they start to quote or what they think are biblical commandments. Which they're not. When you say they're, people,
0: you mean people that are at the abortion yeah, center that, that maybe brought a friend maybe, for an abortion? no, no,
1: actually, i'm I'm thinking of of where this last happened was at. Uh, an abortion center off of Wendover where there are clients from all other things. They're not just there for to okay. walk into the abortion center. There's other businesses there. Yeah. So they, they have seen, they've observed and they, they actually think they know what's going on there. And, and they accuse out of what they believe the Bible says. But when they enter into a a, a discussion for any length of time about what the Bible really says as we turn to scripture and and use it as validation for what we're we're doing um they invariably tend to calm down and agree yeah. so I think sometimes that criticism is coming they have seen what happens at an abortion center and even with with what I believe are good um ambassadors of the Lord if on the pro-life side but they um they have not really examined what God has to say about speaking for the unborn or holding back those who are on a path of destruction. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the criticisms that come from fellow believers come from a place of just really um, being discipled by the world and the world's mentalities. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to listen to those criticisms and then come back with Scripture graciously. Right. And say, well, actually, kind of like the, you know, thou shalt not judge. You know, you're out here judging people or whatever. Hear it all the time. Yep. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we hear it from people who profess to be Christians that are right. not. I mean, they're going in to kill their children, so obviously, they're they're not Christians. Right. Or at least they're backslidden, and their opinions don't really hold a lot of weight with me, to be honest with you. Yeah. But when there are genuine Christians that come and and that say that th- that sort of thing, we shouldn't judge and that sort of thing. Um. I'll ask a few questions about mm-hmm. what Jesus said about judging and about mm-hmm. what we as believers, should we judge certain behavior? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like to break down that kind of, I guess, I think it's a biblical dichotomy of judging, which we are called to do. The mm-hmm. Bible says the righteous man judges all things mm-hmm. and then being judgmental, which is mm-hmm. what we're we're called not to be. Right. We're not called to be judgmental, writing people off. And saying that there's no hope for them because they're doing sins that we're not committing or whatever. Right. We're also not supposed to be hypocritical, right? Yeah. Judging people for doing things that we ourselves are doing. Yeah, um, But we are called to make judgments. And so I'll, in those times where I'm being criticized for being judgmental or judging and all this other stuff, I'll take the time to disciple people and mm-hmm. really what the Bible says mm-hmm. and giving analogies and things like that. Like when you're driving down the road, someone slams on brakes. You make a judgment at that moment. Yeah. Not just that person is an idiot. You might make that judgment too, but you make a judgment. They're slowing down at a pace that I can't handle unless I slow down as well. Right. And judgments and making judgments is a everyday part of life. We assess behavior and we do things or we respond in appropriate manner. And so when Mm -hmm. we assess the behavior of abortion, killing children, then we have to in our lives make adjustments that coincide with the reality of what's going on, and that's why I'm out here speaking against the murder of innocent children.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. So it is. Um, it's not pleasant, but when criticism is leveled at us, you've ex- you've told us rightfully that we can use that as an opportunity yeah. to help lead others that claim to be believers to a closer relationship with God um or we can steer people who don't know the Lord into what is truth yeah. biblical truth but um but it it is definitely not an easy issue yeah I, I get it when these new counselors call me and say I just go home feeling battered I do too sometimes I mean we are we're being battered sometimes yeah. by um, by certainly by the opposition and so w- we wanted to talk in this podcast about well are there strategies things that we can do to not necessarily shield ourselves from criticism because that's not going to happen right but can we respond in ways that glorify God and help us to come unscathed off of the sidewalk yeah. and to not take it personally, not take it home and not make it become something that keeps us from returning. Yeah. And one of the first things I know that I will tell new counselors when they say, I just, I just don't want to be, go back. And I remind them, well, where, where is that spirit of criticism coming from? Is is that coming from God or is that coming from Satan? And if it's to discourage you from coming back, and you don't come back, who did you just hand the victory to? Right. And I think that's important for all of us. That helps me to remember, no matter what they throw at me, um, if if they successfully discourage me to the point where I don't return, then I've just given Satan the victory. And I hate Satan. Yeah. So much that I I will do anything in my power to prevent giving him any kind of a victory.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the most central principles here mm-hmm. with criticism, accusations and things like that that we deal with is to not take it personal. Right. Because when we begin to take it personal, we think this criticism is just about us mm-hmm. personally. Um, we internalize that. Mm-hmm. And the devil can really have a heyday with our mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think also understanding like what what we're actually coming against,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the, the really grappling with the reality that abortion is child killing, mm-hmm. like it, it's killing innocent children, that's what they're doing inside of that building, and that we're responding in an appropriate manner, and it doesn't matter it it It'd be like being in front of a, a daycare where moms are bringing in their two-year-olds and they're being slaughtered and their precious little bodies are being burned in an incinerator. Yeah. And we know that and mm-hmm. it's happening in our city and we're standing there and we're trying to respond appropriately. We're pleading with those moms not to do that. And someone comes along and says, should you really be yelling at those people? Should yeah. you really be raising your voice? I mean, you don't know what's going on in that, that woman's life. yeah. And think about how ridiculous we would, we would think that that kind of criticism is. Right. That's ridiculous. They're they're killing two-year-olds inside of that place. Well, if we really believe that abortion is murder, if we really believe that what they're doing inside of that building is actually killing human beings, and we really believe that a two-year-old and a two-month-old in the womb have the same value in the sight of God, then in the same way, we can, okay, people are going to have their criticism. They're going to have their opinions, but they're killing children in there.
1: Yes. And I'm doing
0: what I can. Yeah, you're raising
1: you're raising a really good point that at the basis of handling any criticism, particularly in, in this kind of a ministry, is to make sure you are solid. In your motivation and your purpose and your goal, yeah, and why you're there and who has called you to be there, and that alone is a, a wonderful shield against yeah. against taking that personally. Yeah, absolutely. remembering the importance of of what you are doing. Yeah, and yeah. I think <clears throat>
0: keeping the main thing the main thing mm-hmm. also keeps us focused. And mm-hmm. what is the main thing? You talked mm-hmm. about you, you you hate the devil. You yeah. should hate the devil, yeah. right? Yeah. We hate abortion. Mm-hmm. We hate Planned Parenthood. We don't mm-hmm. hate the people. Right. We're supposed to love people. We're mm-hmm. supposed to love even our enemies. So we love the people We want them to come to the Lord. We hate these things that right. are wicked, that are evil. Yeah. But that can't be our primary motivation. right? Our primary motivation has to be a love for God. And we keep that yeah. central. Like we're out there because we love God. We're out there because we love God. He loves us and he loves these children. And we minister out of that. And it doesn't matter what comes along that tries to shake us out of that. If we're focused and centered in a love for God and out of that love, a love for our neighbor, all these other criticisms can really fall to the ground. Because after all, I appreciate your criticism, but I'm here because I love God. Yeah. And I want to serve him out of a love for him. I'm out here.
1: Right. Right. Really good point. Um. Today... Uh, I- one of the pro choice people looked at me and said that outfit just doesn't work for you, Vicky I <laughs> was like that was like the first thing out of her mouth yeah. and and i and i it it made me think of sometimes how petty the um the criticisms are in comparison to why we're there yeah. and who we're serving sure. out there, and to have someone Point out what I'm wearing as as something to worry at all yeah. about. So um, when, one of the first points that um, when I was writing this article that I thought were you've raised some really great points that I did not put in this article. So everybody, you're just going to have to remember them because yeah. they're not in the article. But, but one of the first things is that there are some things that are under our control and there's a lot of things that are not. Yeah. And how others are going to criticize respond what they do and say not under our control at all yeah so our response to criticism is but um but in terms of where that criticism is coming from we can't control it just accept it
0: yeah one (laughs) phrase that i live by Mm -hmm. and it has to do with really criticism in every area of my walk with the lord is Uh simply you can't please everybody you may as well try to please the lord right yeah because i have been criticized as far as ministry on the sidewalk, from every angle over the years, mm-hmm. I've had people that come along and say, you're too soft. Like, you talk too much about the love of God. You talk too much. Your your tone is too soft. They're killing children. You should have a harsher tone. You should yell louder, whatever. Yeah. I've had that criticism. Yeah. And I also have had the criticism of, you're too harsh. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you speak, you call abortion murder. You really... Yeah. It really shouldn't come across as being judgmental and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are This is from Christians. These right. are from people right. who think that they're trying to direct me in the way that I should go. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And, and listen, I never write off people's criticisms initially. Like, I want to hear mm-hmm. what they have to say. I want to take it in. I want to process it based on what I see in the scripture. But if it doesn't line up with the word of God, I'm going to throw it out. And if it doesn't line up with what God's called me to, I'm going to throw it out. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to respond graciously again from both angles. I've had, you know, people hit me from both angles. You're too harsh. You're too soft. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. I say, I appreciate your criticism. I'll I'll think on it. I'll pray on it. But at the end of the day, I've got to do what God has called me to do. And I will point to as I'm talking to someone about their criticisms of of the ministry or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll point to the fruit of the ministry. And I'll say, you know, we've seen so many babies saved. Now, fruit is not always evidence of the fact that you're doing, you know, the right thing or whatever. Sometimes God will just graciously give you fruit, even though you're maybe not doing it the right way. And God's gracious and all of that. But it does point to a lot of times the fruit that we've borne points to um, that we're we're obeying God, you're reaping right. the benefits of, of applying God's word. So yeah. I won't point to the fruit of the ministry first. First, I'll point to what the Bible says. Like here's I'm doing this because here's what the Scripture says. Yeah. Um, but I think the fruit is just kind of like icing on the cake, so to yeah. speak.
1: Yeah. And not to say you have to respond. To all the criticism. Um, it would not have been super fruitful for me to respond to her criticism that I was not wearing yeah. an outfit that she felt was flattering. Sure. <laughs> um, so, um, but sometimes the criticism does have. Truth in it that can be used, and yeah. so, um, so you know, it's good to have an open mind that maybe someone's maybe that criticism can be used to to help you. Yeah. But um, another thing, another point, as I was thinking through this, was an encouragement to me in facing criticism. There's not a single great Bible hero that didn't face significant criticism yeah. and struggle.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, you know, I we've listed some of them, but Jesus comes right to mind. <laughs> absolutely.
0: I mean, this is the eternal son of God who right. is perfect in every way, yeah. and yet he faced probably more criticism than anybody that we see in the scripture. Ultimately, um, he was he was criticized unto death, right. right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we see, I mean, the life of David, David right. being criticized from all kinds of angles, and being uh, you know, he's criticized by even his own wife. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Moses. Yeah. Think about Moses criticized yep. by his own brother and sister.
1: His people grumbled and for 40 years. And the years. people that he led <laughs> out, of the, out of
0: the house of bondage, out of slavery. <laughs> right. He led them out of slavery. And yet it right. seemed like all they could do is criticize him Yes. And God, they criticized yeah. God. How yeah. dare God bring us out into this wilderness, not give us anything to eat. We'd be better off back in Egypt. You know? yeah. so,
1: well, you know what? This That raises a good point that I, that I think um, a lot of times the criticism, particularly if it's coming from the opposition, but even sometimes from fellow believers, is a tactic as old as humanity itself yeah. when they first faced Satan sure. in the Garden of Eden. What was his... Mode of of trying to get people to do what he wanted them to do. Yeah, I
0: mean, in essence, it was it was criticism of the word of God. That's Did right. God really say? Can you really? God.
1: Can you yeah. really
0: trust God's word? It's yeah. almost like you know God. And again, it's a critique against God. God's holding something back. He knows that in the day of you eat of this tree, when when you eat of this tree, you'll be like him. Yeah, and it's cri- criticizing, critiquing God yeah. and, and God's.
1: Getting you to doubt God, and that's, I th- as I was thinking about that, I was thinking so much of the criticism that we get out there on the sidewalk is really aimed at putting seeds of doubt, seeds of doubt that we're actually doing what God would have us do, yeah. seeds of doubt that what God has asked us to do is actually even worthwhile, yeah. and, uh, and then seeds of doubt in the methods that we're using to um to accomplish all that but it it really does boil down to um did god really tell you to be out there right and did god really tell you to harass women and scream at women this way you uh, know right. the, the same thing it's the same thing that happened in the garden of eden yeah. and so i think knowing that helps to disarm in in your own heart the effects of that criticism yeah, against absolutely. you this yeah. is an old tactic of satan yeah and satan doesn't attack those that he doesn't need to attack. Sure. So he's only going to be criticizing and trying to discourage and intimidate those who are faithful and doing the work of God and are a threat to Satan. Yeah. So again, I think keeping that in your heart helps, yeah, helps in how to handle that criticism.
0: Yeah, you have here all the heroes um, of the Bible face criticism, mm-hmm. and then all of those heroes turn to God. And recognize their struggle is not against flesh and blood. Recognizing we're in a spiritual battle. Yeah. And again, the devil uses criticism to discourage, to bring, draw the courage out of us Mm -hmm. so that we're deflated. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that, knowing that, knowing that you're in a spiritual battle, knowing the fact that what we're dealing with at the abortion centers is the number one moral evil of our day. Right. That... Child, child killing is happening in our cities Yeah. and the devil is going to use every angle he can. Now I don't mean to say that if you're getting criticized by believers in the Lord, that they have a demon or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. mean to say that, but the devil does use all kinds of people. He does. And even unwittingly, sometimes we can be used by the enemy to discourage and to bring disunity mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful ourselves not to be unnecessarily, uh, Critical, right? But yeah. um, just recognizing the the plan of the enemy is helpful, and seeing okay, that's what this is. This is this criticism. You know, I think when when a cri- criticism comes our way, I think I already said this, but I'll say it maybe again in a different way. When criticism comes our way, we should immediately like process it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we should just have a wall up mm-hmm. and take it personal and say, "Why are they even critiquing me?" I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. I think mm-hmm. we do need to listen to that criticism. But then we need to process it through the word of God. And then when we have assurance through the word of God that what we're doing is in line with his word, that it's in line with what he said, then we can take that criticism and we can we can cast it to the side and say, I thank you for your criticism. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We'll obey God.
1: And since you're probably going to need to process that pretty quickly in a urgent situation like in front of an abortion center, part of the preparation of being on the sidewalk is know the word of God. Yeah. So that you can bump it up pretty quickly against well, what does God say? Yeah. And um and then you can either pretty quickly reject or accept and maybe even take in that criticism to to grow. Yeah. Um but it, it is I think criticism is more difficult when you're in a situation where a life is on the line yeah. and um and so part of um i th- i think as i was processing through what to do with criticism again looking at the how the heroes of the bible dealt with it well they they didn't give up they didn't right. back down they still pursued god's purpose as they and call in what they were called to do and um and so maybe you won't be able to thoroughly process the criticism in terms of is is this valid is it not valid but you will you should know what has god called me to do and no matter what's being flung at me what arrows are being shot um am i still able to continue faithfully to do what i'm out here to do yeah. and certainly the model for us throughout the bible is don't back down. I'm I'm thinking of because we're studying Hezekiah or just finished a study of Hezekiah in um in church, and he was just the brunt of so much criticism. Yeah. And yet he kept building the wall. Yeah. He didn't back down until the wall was finished.
0: You mean Nehemiah?
1: That is who I meant.
0: <laughs> okay. I just criticized you. Thank
1: you. Yes, but notice. I was able to quickly not take it personally, admit I was wrong, and move into the correct. See, I grew. Yeah. I grew from Jesus that little grew. bit of criticism. Yeah. So Amen. that was a good way to process criticism. But you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, so be like those heroes. And, and one of the verses that, um, that I actually use a lot, I think of this a lot, submit the, therefore to God, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Yeah. And that, that's uh, James 4, 7. Don't, don't back down from what you know God has called you to do. Resist Satan. And, and that's how you fight him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I think one of the ways, and you don't have this in the article, but mm-hmm. I know that personally, one of the ways that really the devil can deflate you and get you discouraged through criticism is if your motivation is off. Right. You know, so I talked a little bit about our motivation has to be a love for God. And that's absolutely the case. That has to be our central motivation for everything we do in ministry, in our walk with God, is it flows out of a love for him. Right. And if you're motivated, I'll say one of the ways you can certainly get really discouraged is if your motivation is a political one. I know that mm-hmm. people that are involved in pro-life mm-hmm. ministry, pro-life work, even out on the sidewalk. Their primary motivation is really a political motivation. Mm-hmm. You're going to get deflated real quick. Mm-hmm, Criticism's mm-hmm. going to get at you. You know, politics is the art of compromise. Politics and politicians want to please the world and want to look good in the eyes of the world. Listen, if you're going to serve God, if you're going to obey God, you're going to have to be settled in your mind. that There are going to be times when people don't understand you. Yeah, And that's okay. Yeah. Listen, Jesus was the most misunderstood person that ever lived on the face of the planet.
1: But he was not deterred from his but mission. He, was, not he was single laser beam focus yeah. on his purpose. Yeah. 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 it
0: kind of goes along the lines with kind of your first uh, point here is you can't control what other people think and right. can't control what other people do and all of that stuff. Yeah. Y- you've got to be resolved and you've got to have that resolve in your mind that you're out there to serve God. That you're not there to please people and uh you know, you're you're focused on God.
1: And your purpose out there, uh, be in obedience to God, your mission if you're in abortion ministry on the sidewalk, your mission is to, of course, first serve and obey God, but to save unborn lives, those unborn yep. lives at that last moment moment that they're alive. And yes, there are billions of other ministries you could be involved in, and many of them that might, you know, stop a mother at an earlier point. But that's not the mission you're on. And, and so I, I get all the time, all the time I get offers to go do all these political things. All are good. Yeah. Uh, you know, pro-life things, rallies, whatever. Someone showed up today with, with all kinds of information to pass out. And that's not my purpose. Uh, my purpose is there's babies today right now that are going to die and I've been called by God right now to speak. Yeah. Not to hand out political tracts, not to show up at a rally. I'm I'm here now and that's my calling. Yeah. So um so I think that helps with criticism too because a lot of the criticism I get is I should be doing something else yeah. or I should be doing all those other things in addition to what I'm doing. And if I pay attention to those voices, I will burn out in a day. I I could not not do what I do.
0: And it really takes that laser focus. What, What does God call me to do? Right. Let me focus on that. Yeah. All the other things that vie for my attention or that criticize that try to get me off track. One of the things that we talk about in from Nehemiah, actually, the book of Nehemiah, Within the ministry of Love Life, uh-huh. God really gave Justin this this model of rebuilding the wall from Nehemiah, right. the first couple yeah. of chapters. Yeah. And one of the things that Justin has been really saying le- recently is there's going to be things that come along that try to get you off the wall. Right, You're there building yeah. the wall. There yeah. are going to be things that try to you know, discourage you, distract you, whatever, to get you from being where God has called you to be building the wall. You have to really wage a warfare against those things. And criticism yeah. is one of those things. It tries, yeah. to, it tries to get you down from the wall, get you worried about other people's opinions, and, uh, and really just derail you Right. What God has called you to.
1: Right. So there are um, practical things. As, as one of the, per, the people that contacted me a, a couple weeks ago, she said, what specific, what do you do? What do you do? To fight this. And we've talked through kind of, I think, in a almost more philosophical way on, on on some things that help to shore us up against criticism. But there are some things that practical things that I, that I do anyway to, to fight discouragement. And I know some of these we've said over and over and over again. But one of the first things that I think is critical is that you need to have some way where you are going to be able to reconnect with God, um, kind of detox from from what you have just faced. For me, that's kayaking or bicycling or going on a long walk and in nature— and alone, yeah. being alone in a beautiful, usually natural place with God, and I have found that that, if I do that as many afternoons as I can after I leave the abortion center, that's where I process what has happened, um, and kind of dust the um all the terrible things that happened off off of my mind and, and me. Yeah. And a, am able to refocus for the next day. Yeah. And I think that is very important that yeah, everyone absolutely. have something like that.
0: Yeah. Because like I said, the the criticisms that come and they will come
1: mm-hmm.
0: are not what like other people's opinions are not what defines me. Right. What defines me is what God says. Yeah. What defines me is what he's called me to, not what other people feel like I'm called to, yeah. but what he's actually called me to. That's what defines me. Yeah. And so there are times where I need to get kind of, for lack of a better term, recentered. Yeah, by spending some time with the Lord and allowing that fellowship with him to just remind me of my relationship with him and how my relationship with him defines me. I'm defined by the fact that I am a child of God, that I belong to the living God. Yeah. I'm defined by the fact that he's called me to a particular ministry. I'm defined by those things, not by other people's opinions and criticisms. Right. And it does take sometimes just getting along with God to for him to remind you of that.
1: It does. And kind of similar to this, but different, is that all of us that are on a team together, all of us that are in that ministry together, can recognize how Sometimes that criticism does start to seep into our identity and to encourage each other by countering that negative and false narrative of who we are. And I love how we have one of our co-workers, Sarah, whenever she sees me, particularly back when right now the criticism in the pro-abortion crowd is not quite as rough, but there was a time when I was being mercilessly name called and just and one of the things was they would call me Icky Vicky over and over again and be just slamming every part of me. And whenever I would walk in the office, Sarah would say, it's Vicky, wonderful, radiant, Kind, compassionate, and she would just list, I, I can't remember exactly what she would say, but she would counter all of those cri- criticisms with a positive image. And I it really helped. Yeah. It really and that's, helped. That's
0: really the opposite of discouragement. Your right. discouragement is to get the courage out of you. Yeah. Encouragement is to put courage in you. Right. And we right. do that, edify one another. Yeah. Typically, the best way to edify somebody is to speak well of them.
1: That's right.
0: To talk them up, to encourage them, put courage in them. You're a child of God. You belong to the Lord. That's where we need to be, as I said earlier, intentional about encouraging each other, encouraging each other locally with our local volunteers, Mm -hmm. but also even nationally. Like if somebody puts out a post on Facebook or something where they're out there on the sidewalk and God has done something amazing, then glory in that. The Bible says we should rejoice with those who rejoice, rejoice with them, even if they're maybe not a part of love life or whatever ministry you're a part of, I still will encourage people. I still will give them the the heart thing or the right. thumbs up or right. praise God. I'll write that right. in the comments or whatever, yeah. just because I know how discouraging this ministry can be. We need other people encouraging us. Um, as we're going throughout what God has called us to do.
1: yeah, and one of the self-help things for depression that I've read is, um, not that I am depressed or need. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you the wrong idea, but I do read a lot about how how to help others. And one of the best ways to help yourself out of discouragement, depression, is to go encourage others. Yeah. So if you're the brunt of a lot of crit- criticism, sometimes the way to deal with it, and I know I do this, is to go to your teammates and remind them how wonderful they are and how wonderful they are in the Lord and how faithful and obedient they are in in the Lord. And that helps lift not only them, but it also helps to lift yeah. you. So um, well, some of the other things are... That I think we've said thousands of times: pray, be in the Word, be in church. Those yeah. things, of course, are yeah. a given. Yeah. Th- those will always help you to fight whatever battles that you have out there um, on the sidewalk. Um, but another specific thing that I that I know that I do, and that I did share with that counselor that was particularly struggling, was I go to the sidewalk expecting to see God, yeah. expecting to see his miracles. And, um, even when it's not something like a saved baby, trying to find out and to think about and to seek and search for, um, where did God show himself today? Yeah. Keeping that positive focus. Yeah. I think in the face of, of so much negativity.
0: Yeah. I know one of the things that you have here is, uh, prepare for the battle, understanding, like we talked about earlier, this is a spiritual battle and there's going to be discouragement that comes from the enemy. Putting on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that. I did a podcast about that. Mm -hmm. Put on that armor of God because the criticism, again, the main source of criticism is the pro-abortion people. And as they fling those fiery darts, and the Bible Mm -hmm. says that shield of faith will quench those fiery darts. Mm -hmm. Even as other believers, people that misunderstand what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing, as they Fling those fiery darts, knowingly or unknowingly, that shield of faith, believing what God says, you're defined by him, you're defined by his word, extinguishes those things right away. Right. So yeah. be intentional about putting on the armor of God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I do now. I do. I mean, I always did, but I did it kind of just thinking through mm-hmm. Ephesians 6, but now I do what what you do. Yeah. I, I acted out on my putting on the helmet, putting on the buckler of truth putting on the you know the breastplate of righteousness yeah and I I say it out loud and put it on the way that you kind of describe how you acted out because I do find it reminds me as I go through those actions it reminds me I'm protected yeah I don't have to worry about what they're going to throw at me because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world yeah
0: yeah amen amen well I mean I think Wrap this thing up There's yeah. an article That we'll have out On the Sidewalks for Life Website that you guys Can check out That's kind of the framework That we've gone by Like we often do I do want to encourage you guys We're we're coming up on Our hundredth podcast Believe that's it or not That's
1: amazing That's hard to yeah. Hard to fathom
0: One hundred podcasts wow. So our hundredth episode We want to try to make special And we're not going to yet reveal What that's going to be How we're going to make it special We We've kind of got some ideas And I think we're we're putting some of those ideas into into practice, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it'll be an encouragement to you guys. So just yeah. be listening for our hundredth episode. Hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. It'll be a blessing to you guys. Hopefully, this podcast has been a blessing to you. There's certainly a lot that we could touch on in dealing with criticism and dealing with accusations and dealing with discouragement and all of that. And uh, we could go on endlessly, but we've got to wrap this up at some point. So we are going to wrap it up. But we do encourage you guys to reach out to us. You can reach out to me at Daniel at lovelife.org. You can re- reach her, Vicki at lovelife.org. Give us some suggestions. Let us know what you think about this podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I guess it is. Um, any other way that you receive these these episodes. Subscribe on YouTube. I know a lot of people listen through YouTube. We have our our basically the audio going out into sort of a video format on YouTube and people uh, partake in that manner so subscribe let folks know share the podcast with people so that we have more folks listening more folks getting encouraged and uh, I think with that wrapping this thing up so until next time God bless God bless Give me an outlet for love Give me